Hey everyone and welcome to episode 166 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with the lovely Lauren. Hello guys. How are you doing this episode Lauren? We're doing alright. How are you Daryl? I think we've recovered from the launch of the City NT. Yeah, I think so and also from our horrible sickness that we've had. Yeah, fortunately it did not coincide with a podcast episode so that actually yeah. worked out quite well. Or did it? No, it didn't. It was no? last weekend. Okay. Yeah so, yeah, so we uh, we all had kind of... It, it's very rare that the entire um, household gets down with a sickness, but yeah. uh, myself, Lauren, and Ali all got struck down by some kind of weird sickness bug thing. Yeah, it's horrible. All of us, just all of us, just not well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's usually like maybe one of us that yeah. gets it, and then the other one can take care of the other ones and stuff. Yeah. And, or if, if Lauren and I get sick, then we, we uh, make our two-year-old daughter yeah. look after us. No, it doesn't really work that way. No. But um, it's, you know, it's it's we're better now. We're excited to see the NT has come out. Um, we're going to be talking about that, uh, the launch of it, and uh, kind of everything around it. Because today, we are going to be doing something that we have not done for a while, and that is mm. actually focus on news specifically. <gasps> we don't have a featured topic. We don't have any other discussions going on. It's just about the news. Shocking. I know. So shocking. I'm like stunned. Gag of the century. Well, you didn't even know. No, I didn't know. Yeah, the, the outline was somewhat of a surprise for Lauren. So I know, it's uh, confidential. Yeah. It's kept from me. Yeah. So um, anyway, for you new folks, uh, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show every Tuesday working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come on the iTunes store as well as FinalFantasyUnion.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel as well. We just passed 41,000 subscribers. Woo! Which is crazy. It's so crazy. But yes, thank you guys so much. Right, so we're now going to head on to our Patreon shoutouts, and we're going to do shoutouts for everyone who's paid $2.50 or more per episode. And we're going to kick things off with Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Lewis James. Blue Machine at Blue Machine. Chris Morales. Eric Decker at Choco Taco. Jonathan Gonzalez at Oh, It's Just Johnny. Marcus Karnecki. Josh McNabb. Michael Graham. Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Zach Duranto at Z Duranto 58. William Trengove at Varnas the Azure. Mike. Dustin Smith. Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman 1. Ishbel Ayala at Red Peppers. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Mario Herker. Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail. Mohammed Kayum. Rachel Casterton at Urba Yon Ray. Vitanitas. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Zach Porter at Porter Paradox. Miles Ribbons. Richard Holman at Vex Lennon. Rob Porter at Squirty Birdie 1. And Patrick. Thank you all so much, guys. Thank it's you really guys. appreciated. All right, so we're going to now head on to the news. I'm going to kick things off with, I guess, something that kind of came out of the blue, and that's mm. related to the Final Fantasy VII remake of all things. Like, I think we've all got conditioned to just going back into our it's an Amura game, we're never going to hear anything about it yeah. kind of cave. Yeah. We go into our caves, he goes into his cave, it works out well. <laughs> Um, well, does it? <laughs> no. Well, no. But, but basically, um, in Japan at the moment, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Final Fantasy, even though we're actually in the 31st year now, um, they have uh, put on an art exhibition that they've called Farewell Stories. And I think we all knew that they were going to be posting some artwork, like some new graphics, that so they were going to show off some locations and stuff. But what we didn't know is that they were going to be conducting some talks with different creators. Uh, and one of the talks was, I, I believe it was supposed to be around Mobius because it was with Kataze and Hamaguchi. Uh, but Nomura also joined the talk 
And all three of them are also working on the Final Fantasy VII Remake, so they decided to share a bit of an update about that with just the small group of people that were there. I guess Mm. they just figured that no one else would care. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like the whole thing about it was that Nomura said a couple of things, but he shared four screenshots. And what was interesting about those screenshots, Lauren? Well, apparently they revealed that they kind of redesigned everything. Well, more specifically for the moment, Cloud, but it also kind of seems like um, people who were there commentating on Twitter about the event said that a lot of the designs seem to look a lot different. So um, with that in mind, it kind of seems as though they started back at square one with Final Fantasy VII Remake. In a way, uh, yes. I mean, Nomura had basically said that he wasn't happy with the designs that were previously shown for Cloud. Um, And he's now pushing it more towards the Advent children's style of design, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't, know. I don't know how you end up in that situation because he would have—he clearly would have been overseeing what they had previously done. I know. Well, I still also just find it weird in general that they had CyberConnect 2 associated with one of their biggest titles ever, like in the last however many years. Like, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake has been a high-profile game that's been asked for for ages you would have thought that they would have gone with a company that was a bit more prestigious like well, i mean they like they the have, platinum games they have kind of forged a reputation for themselves with the narrative they have games. they have but they're still a very much a niche title i mean you know i'm yeah, it's thinking not like, they're not like a naughty dog for example no no so like with that in mind i was like sort of thinking you know well you kind of got what you sort of asked for in a way not saying that like cyber connect is bad it's just the fact that like it's they want this game to be perfect they want yeah, this game it's, to it's be the incredible game that it's probably the most anticipated game of all time mm. it's probably going to have the most media attention yeah. ever yeah they should have had somebody who has done more than final fantasy 7 g bike for them and some narrative games. and some narrative games if anything i think that platinum games still would have been a better shout for them but obviously they were working with uh yoko taro with uh but now they can Nier hire them Automata. off right oh that would be amazing they should have done because nia came out i know but they'd be so expensive because obviously their contract would have to last three games instead of <laughs> one um but either way i mean you know i it is a shame that the situation has occurred and that it's occurred so far into the development. Um, I mean, we, from what it seems like, we've kind of lost two years. Um, I think it's difficult for us to tell, though, because yeah. obviously all that we know is that Cloud's design has changed. I think mm-hmm. they've changed the design of Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse as well. Uh, it's kind of inferred that Barrett's design may change slightly as well. Yeah. But obviously... You know that's just a cosmetic thing. You know yeah. the, the animations and stuff may change because of the of the way they might want him to move differently because yeah. of the new design. But you know, there's a lot of other stuff that they will have been working on that is still perfectly fine. It's just that you know FMVs. It's just a case of putting a new character skin on. Like it's mm. it's not a massive deal. I wouldn't have thought, but you know, it's still just kind of a. It's a was it necessary? It's an indication yeah. that things probably have been reverted let's say yeah from the cyber connect two days yeah i mean like it is a case of just like was it was it absolutely necessary that this happens um and how much how much of a risk was it to the development time i in mean order i know to do that this? the problem is that they kind of put it out there already yeah um and it's, they shouldn't it's, have done it's a stellar situation in a way I but know. not anywhere near as extreme because the whole problem is that they 
you know, we, we posted up an update about the fact that this had changed. And I'd say that probably people were split on whether they liked the new design or not. So mm. now there's going to be people that were like, well, I really like the kind of the new direction they were taking Cloud and look more realistic. Yeah. You know, he was like really... People kind of, really like Barrett. Like, yeah. Like and, the new Barrett design. And now they're going back to the Advent Children one. So there's people that will obviously like the Advent Children one. There's people mm. that didn't like the Advent Children one. But it's just kind of created that unnecessary kind of conversation topic yeah yeah it's definitely unnecessary press for them um and then the other thing that i sort of thought about immediately after it was uh, immediately after it happened was what the heck are they going to do about the play arts kai that they've already released for the final fantasy 7 it's going to become a collector's edition like those are going to be hold on to them keep them in their boxes yes yes keep them in their boxes in like 20 years or so they're going to be definitely a collector's item but yeah, um, I'm still kind of like meh about it just because I just, I worry about, about the production. You worry about a lot of I know, things, I am very concerned because it doesn't like, I just don't want another development hell situation. I just want the best for the Final Fantasy VII remake and, you know. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is they announced it two years early. They did. They did. That was a mistake. But anyways, okay. Well, moving on to other things. Uh, we have Dissidia NT has launched. It launched. It feels like ages ago that it launched, though. But like, it was only like two weeks. I know. But it just feels like we should have covered this last episode, you know? Like, just like it, because it's been out so long. We did cover it last episode. Did we cover the launch? Well, no, the we, co- we covered yeah. the game. Well, yeah, but I just mean in the sense that like it's launched now. It just feels it just feels strange to me. But anyways, I think, I think at that point it was just too fresh because like yeah. you know now we know roughly how it's performed in Japan. You know, it's sold one hundred thirty thousand copies, which for a game of this magnitude, I would say is really disappointing. Yeah, you know, the original Dissidia, I think, uh, sold close to a million copies. Um, Dissidia, Duodecim didn't sell like that well, but it still sold way more than 130,000 copies. Do you think a part of it is due to the fact that people feel more willing to just go to the arcades to play it in Japan than well, I would play say it on a home console? You know, it's a similar situation to a degree when they released Type Zero HD out there, you know, Although they had the it was they had the episode Dusk Guy demo in with it, people had already played Type Zero. Mm. So you know the benefit of buying it again is you're obviously going to get less traction with that. Yeah. And yeah, the arcade version has already been out for two years. Yeah. And with the way that they work with the arcades out there, um, it's not like it used to be where you go and you put your money and then you play a couple of rounds and you're done. Now you can uh, like um, save your progress mm. and like have your own pro- profiles in the arcade machines and stuff. Yeah. So, there's so you almost that, sort of think like how much money you've sunk into the game already in the arcade. Why yeah, should I buy the well, it's like console all your, version? All your progressions on the arcade version. It's not. It's not on the console version. Mm. So the only real benefit of the, I guess, the console version is that it does have the online play. Yeah. So you will be able to play against people around. And you'll the world. be able to play. And it yeah. has the story. You can play at <laughs> I home say with that your loosely, friends. I yeah. Say. Yeah. I guess for the Japanese um, side of things, they just they probably just didn't have enough enough to warrant them to want to to do it because it is it is probably a lot easier for them to just meet up with their friends and go out like you don't have to deal with like internet well, time i mean like the, as people have said sort of numerous thing. times like you know the whole one of the main driving forces behind people purchasing the previous two decided games bearing in mind the audience that we are mm-hmm. was the fact it was a story-driven rpg that mm-hmm. had a combat element yeah 
It wasn't the fact that we weren't picking up because it was a fighting game first. We were yeah. picking up because it was a game that brought all of the characters that we we're very familiar with into one single setting, and there was a story that combined, like it, it, it sewed everything together. Mm-hmm. And then there was the fighting mechanic on top of that. Perhaps they just got, they just thought that the story wasn't necessarily integral to the original. The Cydia games. Maybe they just like sort of thought that people. I mean, didn't want them. I mean, l- let's be honest. Like the story of the, both of the Cydia games isn't the best. Like it's yeah. it's okay. Like, yeah. it, but uh, you know, as I said in my review, it's not going to be the kind of story that stands up to any of the main series Final Fantasy games. No. It's just it's just not of that quality. And to be fair, they probably don't even have to make it that different. Well, like, yeah, thinking like- about like. Games like Dynasty Warriors, like if they can re-release like basically a game with the same story like 20 million times, but like just make little tweaks here and there, like people will still love it. Yeah, and it, I think it's just the the fact that, yeah, like they put the story in as a significant afterthought. Like they didn't even really care about it that much. No. Um, you know, it's, it's very clear from the way they unlock it, like they wanted to pad it out as as much as possible because the memoria system is just so pointless Mm. it's just literally there to make you try and play the game more whereas the story should have just been better to be honest they probably could have even just stolen the story from the city of one and two because really and just like brought it up to date and added yeah and added into a couple of new segments for for the new characters yeah because you like you think about the fact that like most of the people who are playing the city now well a good deal of them are probably new fans anyway like, I don't think, you know, you think about the PSP, like, that was years ago now. Well, the the old Dissidia game came out 10 years ago. Yeah, because it 10 was years ago. It was the 20th anniversary. Like, there's bound to be a lot more fans now who haven't played it. And if anything, like, the new, the old fans who have played it would probably have just appreciated the fact that it was on a console. And they would they were able to relive it that way. I yeah. mean, and then, you think about the fact that people keep rebuying rebuying games, rebuying remasters. Like people obviously don't care. Like people will still enjoy it as long as it executes. And it yeah, well. they could have just. I mean, the whole thing with Duodecim was they included the original story in mm-hmm. there for you to play as well as the new story. They could have just yeah, like redone the old story. Added in new story for characters like Noctis and Yostola, Ace and Ramza, because and they're like fresh lightning and, and stuff yeah, as like, well. They could have just yeah, like they could have just done that. It would have made things a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, but either but way, anyway. um, you know, I don't. The fan base has been quite vocal about what they don't like about the game. Mm. Um, critics were also quite scathing. I'd say, um, open critic have currently got it sitting as a sixty nine, which really is pretty bad. I mean, mm. that's. It's kind of lightning returns territory in the professional review score realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, GameSpot gave it a five out of ten. RPG site Game Informer, Sixth Axis, Hardcore Gamer gave it sixes out of ten. The only I'd say reputable publication that gave it anything more than a seven was PlayStation Lifestyle. Yeah, everyone else pretty much gave it sevens or below, which you know it's pretty damning. And they, I think, a lot of them had the same kind of complaints: the fact that. The story was just presented so badly. The mm-hmm. online mode is um, there's just so many barriers, and that's not to say that like there isn't a lot to enjoy with the city and tea. And there's I know loads of people who are enjoying it and they're playing the crap out of oh, it. Oh yeah, but you know I'm already seeing reports of the fact that you know there's there's AI uh, kind of turning up online now, which suggests that there aren't people playing. Playing. Oh god, really? Yeah, like they I've I've seen in our Discord chat there's been kind of people saying that they've been having matches with AI people on their side and stuff. Wow. 
And I don't know if that's just because people are dropping out or like it's like because they want to protect their score or reputations or whatever, or it's just the fact that there aren't enough people playing online. I hope that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I think there is a basis for a good thing there. I think they just they just completely underestimated and maybe perhaps weren't um, weren't necessarily. Uh, in tune with what we actually wanted for a Dissidia game like they just didn't seem like they they knew what necessarily we wanted and that could have been easily solved by like a poll like just something before they even went yeah they could have just said like how important is the story for you in a Dissidia game exactly and you know it just seems like yeah they just they just missed the mark just because they they chose to do something some way because they thought that that was what fans wanted, but it actually wasn't. But either way. Um, and then there it has been some updates uh, since it's released. There's actually been like five updates, which is just so surprising because it's like it's only been out a couple weeks and we're on we're already going on version 1.05. Um, but yeah, so um, one of the big things that's coming into uh, 1.05 is... Uh, a spectator mode so you'll be able to watch people's games watch people play only if you're in the same custom lobby Mm. so um that should be that should be interesting i mean for people who want to just watch matches i think it's more that is a really good thing for the broadcasting kind of thing because obviously like okay so you'd have to know 24 people to be in the room with each other to be able to watch the matches Mm. um but from a broadcasting perspective if it is the case that um you are running tournaments or anything like that and you want to broadcast it for everyone else obviously you can be the spectator putting out on twitch or or youtube um and then you have the the controls to change viewpoints really quickly uh i think they've got some other viewpoints in there as well that aren't just character perspectives so i think that's a really positive addition from that side of things Mm -hmm. but i think um for the actual game itself the post-launch support has been extremely minimal Mm. you know there's been I'd say there's been almost no communication with the Western audience, at least, at all. Yeah. There's a live stream that will have taken place when this... I, I think it might be on, on Tuesday, actually. So it'll be today. But it's Japanese. And yeah. they're going to be running through a couple of... like I think there's going to be a new stage coming out. And they're going to talk through character balancing. But in terms of us, like there's been very limited. I think the only thing they've announced is just some teasers as to who the DLC characters are going to be. But outside of that, there's 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 no roadmap. We don't even know when those characters are going to appear. Like, what are the actual incentives for people to carry on playing the game? I think we might have said on the last show, like, you look at a game like Destiny 2, they had a full one-month roadmap that they published saying, this is what you're getting in this week. Uh, this is what we're changing. And, like, they have just so much ongoing support as well. That wasn't just bug fixes. That was just... These are the activities that are taking place. You know, these are these are special things that are, that are happening. We're going to be doing more stuff on top of that as well. We're going to be adding new features into the game. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. But with this idea and T, there's been nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, they... Spectator mode, I don't think they even spoke about it before it came out. It just it just appeared. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to be coming in the next patch or the patch after that. Like, it's just... there's There's nothing really to for anyone to be excited about no no i mean like that's a thing it's it's just so strange it almost feels like opera omnia gets it gets the update things more than dissidenti <laughs> but um either way i mean yeah going on to other things uh we have final fantasy 15 news Woo! Yay! so going on with uh the farewell stories uh 
panel, they actually announced that there's more base story content coming. So you're going to have more Ignis in Chapter 1. And um, there's a Chapter 3 quest called The Sword in the Waterfall. So that's going to be interesting. I just wonder, like, I mean, I don't know what necessarily they're going to add with Ignis. Because, like, are they going to adapt some of the things? Because I've heard with the Pocket Edition, I haven't played it myself. But essentially, from some people who I've talked to, they said that they're, they add a lot more mannerisms and a lot more personality to the characters. So I wonder if they're going to try and include a bit more of that. They said in the panel, supposedly, that um, with Chapter 1, they felt it was really easy to give personality to Prompto and Gladiolus. Not But so that they Ignis. really struggle with Ignis. Um, so they're basically going back and... I guess redoing parts of chapter one to give Ignis more screen time mm. because I think they felt that he was just kind of pushed to the background in that first initial chapter. And with the chapter three quest, they've they've just said there's going to be more dialogue associated to it. I can't remember which quest that is. I think that might be the one where Prompto gets kidnapped, but I'm not sure. No, he doesn't get kidnapped. No, either, by the Naga. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot I, about I that can't one. Remember oh, if- he's such a damsel. I can't remember if that's the actual quest or if it's not. I probably should look that up before the show. He gets kidnapped so many times, that boy. He does. He's just a kidnapping target. But yeah, no, they and they, they kind of ran through a lot of stuff. Um, it was like a bit of an expose in terms of what they wanted to take. I think they said that they wanted the initial car pushing sequence. Their original plan was to have it as 15 minutes long. What? Yeah. Like, what? That... Why? I think someone talked them down from it. <laughs> That's very good because that was long enough. Honestly, I had like listening to the whole song, pushing that stupid car. I was just like, is this what the entire game is going to be like? Like really? I mean, they could have just made really? a cutscene without you having to push the forward button. But... Yeah. And they could have made it like a minute. Like it's just. Yeah. So thankfully yeah. they changed that. Thank um, God. They also talked about that they wanted to have... um the the trunk of the car the boot i would say mm. not the trunk good job there um they wanted to have the boot of the car as um somewhere where ignis could cook food on the fly so you didn't have to go to a camp <laughs> so they were gonna have like a grill in the back <laughs> got some grills yeah um, and what's the other thing they said that um they wanted noctis to have like a bachelor pad and golden key um and then he's gonna have like a massive party yeah um at, when they go there but they thought that might be slightly inappropriate given what happens when they're there. <laughs> We're having a party. We oh, oh crap. Yeah. Oh, oh stuff damn. Just went wrong. <laughs> oh damn. Oh damn. But yeah, no. Um on top of that, and this is actually like, I mean, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but like the Royal Edition apparently is getting some exclusive story content. What that is don't know well but... I, I would say i'm gonna caveat this because i that ignis stuff may actually be the royal edition like it was very ambiguous as to what, Where, it was. I'm, the what way that i'm is. interpreting it is they have said there is going to be a march update coming that i presume is coming for free mm-hmm. um but then they and another line said that the royal edition will be getting some exclusive story content so i'm presuming that the episode or sorry the the ignis story and the chapter three quest edition uh new dialogue will be part of the free update uh, and the Royal Edition contains things that are more substantial. I, mm. they they basically said they wouldn't talk about anything other than the, the fact that there will be stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean, take it that what you will. Yep, we'll just have to play through the entire game again once the Royal I Edition just, comes out, and then just I, yes. I don't. I mean, I'm still really kind of 
weirded out about the whole Royal Edition situation. Yeah. Because we've said numerous times, it's so uncommon. Like, Game of the Year editions that come packed in with a DLC are standard. I didn't have a problem with that. Because no, because it's stuff you, that you don't need. Well, it's also the fact that, you know, people were saying that you have to pay, the, 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 you basically get the DLC for free. And it's yeah. like, yeah, fair enough. Because you you bought Final Fantasy XV at launch. You didn't, if you wanted to wait, you could have done. Yeah. You know that after a year or a period of time, the games are going to come down in process. Just how things work. Mm. But you wanted to play it at launch. So you therefore kind of pay for that right. The DLC, again, you're paying for it when it comes out. If you want to wait until the Royal Edition comes out, fair enough. But And some people did. You know, in, in the case of episode uh, Gladiolus, you'd have to wait a year to mm. play that. You know, episode Ignis uh, came out in December, so there's still three, four months. Or you, you're basically, you're, you're paying less because you had patience. Mm. But the thing is, is that like, well, one, there's going to be, there's blatantly going to be another season pass. So, are there going to be a? Is there going to be a royal royal edition? Yeah, there's blatantly going to be like another a, year's another time. Year. So, like people who have put off playing the game, are they even going to still be interested in playing Final Fantasy 15? Like well, two years. All, I mean, that's why Game of the Year editions exist, right? Yeah, because people are still interested in buying it again. And yeah, there's but a, lot a of year people, after a year after makes sense. Two years after is a bit much. But it, you know, it's. If you if you think about things from how we are, like we are very anti DLC, we're very anti the way that Final Fantasy fifteen d did DLC. But with the Royal Edition, you're not paying for the DLC yeah. anymore. Like it's free, so yeah. like we aren't that bothered about it. But you know, if if it's packed in with what I want uh, when I buy it, then fair enough. Like yeah. I, I, can, I can kind of get around that. But the problem is the fact that the people who bought the game originally now seem like they're being penalized for buying it early because they're adding a lot of new content that is necessary to but the royal edition content is going to be purchasable just like any other dlc it is going to be purchasable but it's going to be a lot they if you consider like buying the ultimate collector's edition they've already spent about 200 dollars on that 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 was their choice to do it was their choice to do so but there wasn't um when they did that it wasn't made apparent that they were that they were not going to get a season pass and it also wasn't even apparent that there was a season going to be a season pass no, edition uh, yeah well like that yeah. was the whole thing that was <laughs> that was shady that's in the past the, royal, the, the past. royal edition is stuff that wasn't planned so yeah. i don't think it has any relevance at all to the people that bought the collector's edition well it's just in the sense that people who have bought the royal edition bought the ultimate collector's edition not only did they have to buy the first season pass but they also have to now but then buy it just the comes second. down to how much they care because if they if they feel like they've been uh unfairly treated by square enix don't buy it i know Watch but it online i know i know and that's that is fine that's fair enough but it is the it only is rude it is it is yeah a like I, I and that's why i say i, I don't really know how i feel about it because it's a very uncommon situation like yeah. you never have a you never really have a game that's re-released with more content mm-hmm I just don't think I don't think that people who bought it or early should be penalized in that way. You know, you think well, about I mean, games. Well, you think about games like Uncharted Two. So Uncharted Two had a, a game of the year edition, but it came it came with the DLC, and then it also came with like skins that you could use I mean, in I the online edition. I did have something of a sort like, of revelation. What? Well, it's no different from the international editions. Like, the Japanese public way, clearly yeah. had no care about buying Final Fantasy X Part Two again to get the last mission. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, they didn't... I think it really depends on what the content is going to be. But it, but there again, like, I mean, 
international edition that still is only one edition from the last one, whereas this is like buy the season pass plus now buy additional content as well. Like it's just it's just different. It's just I don't know. Maybe it's not. I just think I I just still think it's a bit it's a bit sneaky it's, of them. I, the and way I think that it's they've the way that they've gone about it is not the best. No, I will, I will they really make that. it. <laughs> they really make it seem like they're getting money out of us and just kind of like. And I think that's that's the issue that I have as well. We are having to pay for their inability to create a completed game, and I think that is the biggest issue that I well, have. Well, yeah, with because it. I think. I would be okay with this if it was just what they had announced. So it's it's like you can there's a new insomnia dungeon, there's boss fights and stuff. That's fine. It's no different mm-hmm. from the Final Fantasy ten po- sorry uh, thirteen two Coliseum in a yeah. way. Like it's it doesn't add anything. It's just if you want to do that stuff, you can do that stuff. If yeah. you want to pay more for it, great. If you don't pay for it, you're not missing out on anything. No. But now they've said they're adding story in. So then what? it's kind of like well, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it goes back to her, like what we've had the discussion with, about Mass Effect before. Mass Effect adds story after the fact. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the story of the game. No. No. And now, Whereas, like, like, that is like, what it is. I feel like the Royal Edition story is going to be, it's not going to be, oh, what happened after the game ended. It's not going to be an extension of that. It's going to be... It's going to be, here's edits that we think will probably make the game more, and the story more entertaining. And I just don't feel like we should well, have yeah, no, to... yeah, because they said there's going to be more stuff around core. Exactly. Like... I just feel like we shouldn't have to pay for their incompetence and their inability to produce a game that Go they Lauren, yes! I just don't. I just don't, you know? I think it is, it is really... It is really cheeky that they are just like, we messed up, we didn't make the game that we wanted to make because we didn't have the time. You have to pay for it. You have to pay 40 extra dollars for our F up. Sorry. Yeah, like that's that's the way it comes off, and that's the difference between this and something like Uncharted. Because Uncharted, the DLC wasn't fixing their errors; it was here's additional stuff, and here's maybe a little they're bit ba- more stuff. They're basically just preying on because they know that they're, they're yeah. deficient, and they've just used the fan base to find out where they were deficient, and then they yeah. made that content and said, "Okay, well, if we've made it now, yeah. can, can you yeah. pay us for it?" Yeah, and like that is what I have the problem with. However, with all that being said, I am like I mean, I know that it's it's a bit backwards, but only because I've bought I've bought the all of the other games on PC, I am buying I'm rebuying the Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition on PC because I want to experience it on pc as i've done with all the other games so in a way i'm being a bit of a hypocrite by saying that but i am also of the mindset but i've bought every other game but on i would PC say it goes I back to that thing on pc like you know with the way that we are now we don't necessarily have time to play that many games anymore mm-hmm. so for me waiting until the game of the year edition comes out i'm perfectly cool with that yeah you know i bought um the the shadow of uh mordor um, yeah game of the year edition I, I i buy game of the year editions now because like i know i'm gonna get a little bit of extra content i'm mm. perfectly happy with waiting because i've got Probably plenty get of it other a little bit cheaper as well <laughs> final fantasy 15 is a game that we care about yeah. so you know we bought the first edition you've rebought so many final fantasy games already i know what difference know. does it make it's true it's true and that's that is really the reason why i am i am buying it on pc is because i have every single other one on pc and i it's love the them principle though. but it is the principle and it's i'm fighting for those people who 
who are really big fans of the game and, you know, have just been a bit gypped. And I know that there's a lot of people who are who are happy to pay it and think that it's great. But like at the same time, I'm just kind of like, yeah, but you're being gypped. It's like that situation in Harry Potter with Hermione. So Hermione's trying to fight for the trolls because she or um, the the house the house elves because the house elves are clearly being treated horribly a lot of the house elves don't actually care that they're being mistreated they're just happy that they have a job but dobby is very much of the opinion that they are being treated horribly so it's like it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right and just because these people are happy it doesn't mean that it is right to sort of pull the wool over our eyes you know Mm -hmm. So, like, if you are happy with the situation, like, that's absolutely fine. But this is just my two cents about how I feel about how it's how it's done. And if the game was a complete solid experience that they intended to release and was really great, like, more power to them to release DLC. However, it wasn't. And they've said that it wasn't. And yeah, so that's my that's. My I'd say the only thing that's really bugging me about it is that I can't do any kind of story reviews really or character analysis because I don't know if it's going to change. I know, like, I know. That's the thing I, too, isn't it? Because I did my I did a video about Ignis, and now episode Ignis came out, and it like yeah. changed it changed stuff. And I like, know. I, I know. So then I get people so saying now... like, "Oh, you're wrong." You're... Oh, we did like a one about unanswered questions, and it's like, well. They answered a lot of them now. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like, guys, just read the date of the video. You <laughs> freaking. Yeah. Anyway, um, so just to kind of round this out, um, with the Royal Edition coming out, they did a kind of a video with the cast members. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Ray Chase, um, uh, Liam Mulvey was in there. Yeah, and um, and Robbie Damon. Robbie Damon. Um, and it was really great to see all of them together yeah. in the video, especially Liam, because yeah. obviously like Libertas oh, uh, was was part of Kingclave, but they put him in the main game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really nice just to kind of see them. And like I know that uh, especially Liam, like Liam's a really big final fantasy fan so yeah so it's just really nice for him to be able to to do that and the other thing is as lauren mentioned the pocket edition has now released Mm -hmm. it's been getting actually quite positive feedback aside from the fact that they look kind of like brats yeah they they look like the brat stalls i mean like silicon era have been pretty scathing of everything yeah has been doing recently and they're just like they were like oh pocket edition was cool yeah yeah, it's fine. I still want to... I kind of want to play it, but I also kind no. of just want to play Opera Omnia all the time. Opera Omnia is way better. Opera Omnia is amazing. Way better. So good. All right. So that's pretty much our news recap. Hope you guys enjoyed it, especially the soapbox edition that Lauren <laughs> put on at the end. Daryl told me not to soapbox about one thing, so I soapboxed about another. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you got to get, Daryl. You just know that I, I'm going to soapbox about something, but I won't soapbox about the thing that you told me not to soapbox that's about. True. There you go. All right, so yeah, our music this episode is from Final Fantasy VII. It's an arrangement of Aerith's theme, no. and it's by Azodi. And he did it to kind of celebrate Valentine's Day. Oh, because everybody likes to celebrate dead people on Valentine's Day. She's not <laughs> dead. She, it's just her physical form, all right? We've established form. that in the yeah. world of Final Fantasy VII, you don't die. No. Sephiroth, no matter how many times they kill him, is coming back. <laughs> Like he's just he's just a troll. I just still find it so funny that people with my Valentine's Day post was just like, you should have included Aerith dying as part of the romantic moment. It's just like that's so horrible. And also the fact that like ten seconds before, Cloud was trying to kill her himself. Yeah, she punched the crap out of her. Oh, they're the best couple. I love when Cloud gets possessed and punches the crap out of her face. That is fantastic. 
like, so romantic. We should have put romantic. that in as a as a, as a yeah. romantic moment. <laughs> like that's horrible. But anyways, um, yeah. On that note. <laughs> so the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is going to come out on the 6th of March. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't done already. If you just search for Final Fantasy, we're, we're there. And uh, as mentioned before, feel free to subscribe to us on YouTube. And of course, you can catch every episode on FinalFantasyUnion.com as well as all our news coverage, which is provided by Brayden. Thank you, Brayden. And if you really enjoy what we do, please feel free to support us on Patreon. Uh, we've got different tiers on there, so you can get badges, you get your name shouted out at the start of the shows, and you can also come on the show like Blue Machine did a couple of episodes ago. Hmm. All right, Lauren, I think it's time to say goodbye. Bye, guys. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production.